and welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. So today you got Steven back in the hot seat in the podcast studio. How we doing? Doing good. Thanks for uh, coming in and doing a episode with us. Uh, so today we're going to break down uh, the Murph workout. So we are about three weeks from doing Murph. And so wanted to get you in here to get your thoughts on how to prep for that uh, since we can uh, do that for the next three weeks and be ready to rock and roll. But so first, how are, uh, how's everything going? Things are going better now. It was rough at the beginning, right? <laughs> better Home- now. <laughs> homeschooling four kids in elementary school is a lot. It is uh, quite an undertaking. Yeah. yeah. And then trying to work on top of that. Yeah. And so we found a routine. I think it's pretty good. I like being home. I don't miss the class too much, but uh, teaching is really hard. And so what is your teaching system right now? Or when do you guys actually go to school? Like, is it eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning? Our kids start at nine o'clock. Yeah. So we try to create a routine. They have to um, make their bed, eat breakfast, uh, get dressed like they're going to school. They have to do their hair like they're going to school, sit at the kitchen table. We learned that one quickly when we let them go off with their computers and figure things out on their own, right? Yep. So now everybody sits at the kitchen table. Um, my dad is a big math guy, so every day they they get onto a Zoom meeting with my dad one at a time for 30 minutes and do their math with him. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so they share their screen with him, and he goes through math. Um, Christine handles Alexis with her arts and crafts and helps Jace out, and then I kind of help out with the math and the science, I guess, with the older two. So it's stressful, though. Yeah. 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 And do they do Google Classroom in your school district? They do um, Schoology. I mm-hmm. use Google Classroom as a teacher. They use Schoology as students. And so do they log in to that? Um, yep. And then that tells them where their assignments are. And yeah, the teachers actually, elementary schools, send out emails every day. So yeah. An agenda. Yeah. yeah, they do. So do you do learning menus? Do you no. guys do that? What's that? Same. It's the agenda. But yeah. So our my daughter's in fourth grade and my son's in sixth grade. And they do, uh, uh, I get an email every day and mm-hmm. it has a learning menu on it for the week, but every day they send it to us and it'll be, you know, here's the art homework and here's right. the math homework. And, right. you know, a lot of them have uh, links. So social studies, they're doing like a lot of, you know, virtual tours and art they're doing, they'll watch something or music, they'll watch, you know, a performance and then they have yeah. to write a little, little paragraph about it or something like that. I so. think those are the areas our kids specifically have struggled with because they miss that fun aspect of school. They they've have stated to us they miss the music, the art, the the PE and yep. the the math and the science and the reading has become a grind. So yeah. yeah. A lot of conflict at home at times fighting over getting it done, right? And they want to rush through it and they want to get outside, so I understand, but yeah. They don't want their parents as their teacher, right? Yeah. They want they miss their teacher and their friends, so. But it, they're everybody's settled in and we got a groove and we got three weeks to go. Yeah. So we'll get through it. What are you doing for summer school? Do you know? Uh, yet to be determined. We're waiting to see if um, the summer swim teams are going to hold their conferences and their teams. Yeah. And if they do, they can't do summer school and summer swim team. So uh, we'll decide probably this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've done summer school in the past. I don't know. They hate it. <laughs> so they don't really want to go, but uh, we need a break, right? So. Yeah. It's funny. 
I never once went to summer school growing up because that was for the bad kids. Right. <laughs> and then I think my kids have gone to summer school almost every year because yeah. it's also just like, that's what you do now. It's just something to do. And it's something to do. Yeah. And whether you go every day or you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever, but yeah, it's funny. But yeah, hopefully they have some version of that. But in our school district, which is Platte County, it doesn't sound like they're going to have uh, anything in June, but we're looking, hopefully, do something in July. Park Hill is advertised summer school enrollment and is accepting students right now. So yeah, it's on the board. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're surviving. We're doing good. And to, I don't know. I like it. Get to hang out with the kids more and hang out with Christine and work out at home a lot. So yeah. Frequent two-day workouts and uh, cooking a lot more, which has been nice. More time to create meals and such. So it's not bad. You're a fan of the quarantine. Yeah. I, I, don't have a social calendar either, and that helps out a lot too. That's true. They, when there's not they, a lot of pressure, yeah. When they clear that for you, then it really helps out. Yeah. So, Are you a victim of drinking every day like most people, or are you being able to stay disciplined on that? Um, definitely challenging <laughs> let's put it that way yeah uh, but you know but around one o'clock every day when the kids are done with school we look at each other like oh my god what just happened right yeah and then uh, we try to get a workout in at three o'clock and we have kids zoom uh monday wednesday friday and that's going well and uh there's girls happy hour thursday nights and there's all kinds of little things sprinkled in so it's a good mix up awesome all right, so let's get back to the heart of the podcast episode, yeah. and that's so Murph workout. So how many times have you done the Murph workout? I've, on my way here, I thought you'd ask me that, and I have no idea. I would estimate probably 12, yeah. Recorded times, I think I probably have eight or nine, I, I think. And so 12, you would do, you've done it multiple times in a year, or is that just 12 years you think you've done I it? I think I've done it definitely every year, and maybe a couple years I've done it twice. And I've done it so many different ways. Yeah? Yeah. And do you like the workout? I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the workout. I don't dread it um, because it's such a good community workout and everybody around the world is doing it, right? Yep. And it's great for our community too. And it, it is fun. It's challenging. Me personally, it, I'm not the best at push-ups and I don't, I'm not a strong runner. So it's a hard workout for me. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So before we get into that, what we're going to do today is just talk about prepping for it. Yeah. Um, and then the week of Murph, we will come back and talk about some strategies and some tips and tricks to get a good time for that. So yeah, uh, why don't you kick us off and talk to us about who Murph is? Sure. Um, Michael Murphy, Lieutenant, Navy SEAL Lieutenant. Um, it was in April of 2005, and him and a couple other guys were out, and they became uh, they, under fire, right? And um, they had to climb to a higher ground to get a radio signal so they could get a call off for backup and support. And while doing so, um, they, a lot of them lost their lives. Um, Matthew Axelson, Danny Dietz, and then, uh, Michael Murphy all died in gunfire and, uh, Marcus Luttrell survived. And, um, it is believed that he survived because Michael was able to get off a call for support and then support came in and, uh, lone survivor with Mark Wahlberg is a great movie about it. Yeah. If you haven't seen the story. And now he's honored every year. And his favorite workout was this workout, they say. and Done with a ruck pack and arduous workout. Yeah. That's a pretty good little story there. Um, so what can you tell us a little bit about what is the actual workout? Workout is, if you've never done it before, is a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 
air squats, and then you end it with another mile run. It's supposed to be done with a ruck pack or a weighted vest of 20 pounds for guys and 14 pounds for ladies, which that makes it way more challenging, right? Yep. Yeah. And then um, you can do it, uh, and I think you've done it this way, but you can do it straight as written. Yeah, it's not. It's written as you can do it partition as you want, except for the mile runs, obviously. You have to start with a mile and end with a mile, but the whole middle section, you can do what you want. And it's the only time, I guess, at the CrossFit Games in 2015 or 2016, they made the athletes do it non-partitioned, which is straight through, no breaking up the reps, right? And now people challenge themselves by doing it in that manner, which I've done it in that manner once and it took me forever because the push-ups just destroyed me, right? So that is an option to do it that way, but most people do not approach it that way and the majority of people at our gym do not do it that way. But I think it's pretty cool to try it once in your life if you can handle that rep and the weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a big notch in your belt if you get it done that way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so expectations on the workout as far as time domain and how long does it take most people uh, to do the Murph workout? It's a long workout. Um, the elite get it done in 28 minutes to 36 minutes. Advanced athletes, which is a higher RX athlete or a RX athlete for sure, is 37 minutes to 47 minutes. And um, these times, I'm assuming, are with a ruck pack, uh, so it's as written. Average athlete, 48 to 57 minutes. And then a beginner, which would not be with a weighted vest, would be 58 minutes to 70 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. That's fast. If you consider the elite can do it in 28 to 36 minutes, they are flying. Right? Yeah. Super flying. Yeah. I don't, the uh, the beginner, what was the beginner time there? 58. 58 to 70. Yeah. I feel like that would be kind of more normal maybe for our community. I think around an hour, right? Yeah. The, the, the hour mark is when you get over that hour, it's it's a little long. Like maybe you're really struggling or you should have changed the rep scheme or cut back or maybe you should have even partnered the workout with somebody, which I've done it that way too. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so what are some things that we can do uh, to help us prep? So we thought it would be good to uh, kind of give ourselves a little bit of a workout plan. Um, and so we'll go through that as well. But for may, most people, the main issue is going to be the push-ups. Right. So if you have to do 200 push-ups in a row, not in a row, but if you have to do 200 push-ups in one workout, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a ton. Um, I've never prepped for it. So this is I'm, I'm kind of on board for trying this because this workout eats me alive usually. I get frustrated on the push-ups. I find myself kind of being left behind as people are rounding out and starting to head out the door for the mile. And so I think it would be good to prep for it. Um, typically I don't prep for any workout unless it's like trying to build up a heavy clean and jerk, right? Or you do a strength cycle to prep for that. But, um, and sometimes I don't even look at workouts. I just show up at the gym and do the workout. So I feel like, uh, with our programming in most CrossFit boxes, everything is constantly varied, right? So you show up to the gym and you should be ready to do a three minute lung burner or 50 cal on the bike or something. And then the next day you should be able to do a, well, today was that 40 minute run and burpee workout that was programmed or yesterday was a really hard reverse lunge and sit up and double under and uh, dumbbell squat workout right that took a lot of people 20 or 30 minutes so these workouts are so varied it, it should prep you for something like murph but murph is a significant amount of push-ups and that's where a lot of people struggle yeah or maybe even the pull-ups air squats people can usually grind through 
most people can run a mile bookend, right? But yeah, I like the idea that we're going to actually try to prep for it. Yeah. And this gives our community three weeks to do so. Which so, would be good. And, and yeah. that's kind of the genesis of it was, especially with me, is is doing push-ups, you know. And the the pull-ups I don't find too challenging in Murph because it's definitely a little bit of an adrenaline, you know. And, and we're only, the way we'll partition it up will be you'll do sets of five. Yeah, and, and you can break those up and it's only 100 compared to 200 push-ups. Yeah. But to, to lay down on the ground and say, I'm going to do 10 push-ups in a row or I'm going to do two sets of five, to me, doing 10 push-ups is a challenge and right in a row. It, it goes well for me until about 40 or 60, and yep. then they really start to slow down, right? Yep. Yeah. So one thing I would like to definitely try and get better on over the next three weeks is doing some push-ups. So do you have any thoughts on uh, a strategy or something to help me improve my push-ups? Well, I think there's a couple that we've researched that we're going to go over. Um, me personally, I've been benching a lot more because I... We don't bench a lot at our gym. And um, so I started a, a three-week cycle of bench press. And I'm, hope, I'm hoping that will transfer over to push-ups. And then uh, our programming with being home in the quarantine has had a lot of push-ups and burpees. Yep. Like today I seriously did 275 burpees in a workout, which I've never considered doing. And I'm surprised I did today. But I'm hoping that transfers over. But uh Let's go over some strategies of things you can do that are more measurable and tangible, right? Okay. And so I think um, one that Brad found is from a famous coach, Ben Bergeron, right? And his suggestion is to... Yeah, so his I was listening to his podcast a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about um, helping a, uh, a athlete prep for an officer uh, test. And so it was doing push-ups for time or do as much push-ups as you can in one minute or two minutes or something like that. And the way Ben broke it down was to, he said, drop down, find a max set of how many push-ups you can do in a row. So for me, that would probably be 20 in a row would be a good day if I could do 20 push-ups in a row. And then he said to take uh, 60% of that, so that would be 12, and then that would kind of be my daily set would be 12 push-ups. And if you could do two sets, three sets of that every day, then that is how you would get better at doing push-ups. Yeah. And then, and then you're probably not going to do 12 unbroken, but you would just go through and grind out 12 and, you know, it's kind of almost like the old Herschel Walker workout where you're just going to do <laughs> as many push-ups as you could. Uh, I, I, I think it's a good suggestion. And if you're aiming for three sets of 12, it's something you could easily um, time and look at your, as a coach, I would want to to measure it where I I go on the zero, the two, and the four, or even less, right? Or I do six, I count to 20, I do six, I count to 20, I do six, and then I count to 20, right? Because in the workout, that's where the grind becomes, where you're really just like staring at the floor in your pile of sweat that's accumulating under your face, and the mental aspect gets hard. So if you can count it out and pace it out at home when you're practicing, then when you're in Murph and in the moment, it'll it'll come naturally, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then for push-up, position where do you want your hands whenever you do a push-up yeah right underneath your underneath your rib cage on your sides with the elbows in tight whenever they flare out it becomes really difficult and you don't want the hands wide and so you're just driving it like you're you're pushing someone right like in football a defensive player driving the lineman away yeah you get them inside and tight and and you push instead of flaring out and getting all wild with your arms yeah i think i always get my hands too high like closer to my shoulders and i think you actually want them down closer to your yeah um 
I don't know, rib rib cage. Yeah, Not rib, below your armpits, by your rib cage, and just, just pump it shorter out. Shorter range of motion. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So let's. So that's I think would help with uh, push-ups, um, and I think the same thing would help with pull-ups. But most of us do not have a pull-up apparatus at yeah. our house. So what would be a good substitute we could do for pull-ups? If, you, if you're lucky enough to have the weights at home or a straight barbell at home, and you're doing bent-over rows, right? You're bending over, flat back, hinging at the hips, soft bend in the knee, and you're pulling it to your sternum and right right at the nipple line or at the rib cage and elbows back like you're doing the push-up, but reverse motion. And you can pause and you can hold it there for a two count and then release. Um, or you can rep them out at a heavier weight, um, whatever your approach wants to be. But you need to be pulling your chest to something or pulling something to your chest. So a great substitution is if you can somehow uh, rig up um, a bar that will support you across some chairs or uh, somewhere in your home where you can do a, a reverse row, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Lay down on your back and pull yourself to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good substitution too. Because yeah, you're right. A lot of us don't have a pull-up rig in our homes, so it creates a challenge. Yep. But you know, the, the pull-ups, 100 pull-ups, it's a, it's a lot, but you can break them up. The 200 push-ups is, is double that, and that's the big challenge. And like we said, I think most people can chip away at the air squats and they don't become the limiting factor or they don't blow up as quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into kind of the workout that you and I both looked at online as far as a prep thing. So why don't you maybe outline that a little bit for us? I like the workout. Um, and if, if you guys don't like this, that's fine. There's a lot of strategies online, but, uh, this one's really nice and it breaks up over three weeks until Murph. So, here is your rep scheme. Um, you're doing a 200 meter fast run, and most strategies that I came across said sprint or fast run. So you're building up that um, the, the heart rate, right? And so a 200 meter fast run, and then the 5, 10, 15 of five pull ups, 10 push ups, 15 air squats. And then uh, week one looks like this on Monday or whatever day of the week you decide to start with, you do uh, two rounds of that. 200 meter run, 5, 10, 15, run that through two times. Wednesday or whatever day you chose, you do it four times. And then on Friday, you do that six times. And then that concludes week one. And uh, that's not a lot of volume. And so you should be able to maintain that and complete other wads that are posted by KCI or work on what other um, strength or conditioning that you're, you have coupled with that. Um, week two, it gets a little heavier, right? You Monday, you would go for eight rounds of that sequence. On Wednesday, you would go for 10 rounds of that sequence. And then on Friday, you would go for 12 rounds of it. So you can kind of see what's happening here. Um, There's lots of approaches to Murph that uh, Brad said we would talk about the week leading up to Murph. And then um, uh, one of the approaches is that 5, 10, 15 approach, which is very common. That's 20 rounds of it. So now we're into week three, the week prior to Murph. And on Monday, you're going to do that 14 times, Wednesday, 16 times, and on Friday, 18 times. And so if you do the math on the 200-meter run, you are now looking at a two-mile run, but broken up into 200-meter segments, I guess. And then uh, by the time Murph comes, you're doing 20 rounds of it. Just the run is going to change because it's going to be at the beginning and the end. Yep. And I, I think if you stuck with this, your Murph time would be phenomenally better compared to the last time that you did it. Or yeah. if you've never done it, it for the first time, it'd be great, right? Yeah. I think you'll definitely, 
I remember the first time doing Murph, which was in 2017. I was definitely nervous about doing it because you didn't know, you, you know, did not know how my body was going to respond to a 60 minute plus workout. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I was, uh, doing CrossFit, I think for six months when I went to do my first Murph. So I don't know, just being a large class, there's, you know, whatever, 35 of us there. Or just kind there's of, a, there's a lot of energy, a lot of energy, a yeah. little bit of, I was just nervous. And going through, I think, a prep scheme like this, it would be beneficial to kind of work out that a little bit. Obviously, that is a lot of reps. It is, um, it is a lot. So you could always divide it by two um, and just do one, two, three. You could do that rep. Totally. Because you know, the week three, so if you're if you're falling at home, um, when this podcast comes out, the next day would be Monday the 4th. And so you could start, we'd have three weeks that would lead up to Murph. And then Murph being the weekend or on Memorial Day, um, you might not do the round of 18 or you might get that in a little bit earlier or something. But you could definitely alter that scheme um, there to help you. But I think uh, I think prepping it will get you a lot of push-ups in there as well. Um, I don't think it's that challenging uh, where you'd have to stop doing anything else. I think you could get that in except for maybe the week of Murph. And maybe- yeah, you might want to cut back that last week yeah. um, because this is a... That is a heavy load. Um, I think what's important, though, also is you are mixing the components together and you're practicing that transition, especially if you have a pull-up bar. You're practicing five quick pull-ups. You drop down right under your pull-up bar and do the push-ups right underneath it, and then you stand up and do your 15-hour squats. Yep. And then you go out on the run again. And so you get comfortable with that transition and that heart rate changing throughout the whole workout. Yeah, and that's yep. that, that's what will really help. Yeah. Okay. Um I think the other thing, the run, most people aren't going to prep for. We are running a lot right now, um, yep. which is good. Um, and if you're, you know, most likely if you're modifying your workout at all, you're probably incorporating some version of running because it's nice outside right now. It's fun to run. Well, and people don't have the rower or the bike or yeah. the jump rope location. That's, you know, jumping on the concrete in the driveway is a little rough. Yeah. So I think always just getting a chance to run a little bit more will help you with it. You know, again, the mile start and the mile finish is not really, I would say the workout. It's just, if you want to get a little bit better time, then you need to, you know, run in a, a nine minute mile instead yeah, of 10 can, minute miles. Cut off be, a lot of time on them. It's two gonna, mile runs. It's going to help out. So, you know, I, we just did, uh, the 5k, uh, run the other day. Um, and I see quite a few people did that. So you could always repeat a 5k run sure. every week, Yeah, you know, do one for the next three Saturdays as well as a good way. Cause a 5k you're, I'm not saying sprinting, but you're definitely moving a lot faster than you would in a normal one mile run or something like that. Um, so I think that's another really good strategy as well to try and get it. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's worth tracking. Maybe if you are, um, gonna try and do something to improve your Murph chance, then maybe in Zen planner, just maybe at the end, put Murph prep and then say you did 25 push ups, or maybe just put the notes in there if you did something. Yeah, so, and maybe it's worth stating too um, if you are not doing the um, uh, prescribed workout of the day, if you log a result of any kind where you enter your own uh, created result, um, Nick does see that and you do get uh, credited with working out for that day. So it goes towards the committed club too. So. How do you create your own or how do you do your own? Uh, log custom result, I believe. When you scroll down to the bottom of today's workout, it will say create custom result. And I got you. That's where you could add it. Okay. Yeah. And Got then it. Nick Nick sees that you logged a result and get your committed club. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, anything else, Stephen? No, I'm going to try this actually. I think um, I like the rep scheme. 
Um, and then the week of, we'll go over some different strategies based on if you are a um, experienced RX athlete or if you're a, a beginner that's never done Murph or you've only done it once and you want to try to mix it up. And we have probably four or five strategies that we can throw at you. Yep. Because we kind of we do it the day of the, as a coach, but it's so hectic at the gym and there's so many participants that um, it's good to know your strategy ahead of time. So we'll go over them that week. Yeah. I would say definitely check it out. You can watch a few YouTube videos. If you can find the video of Josh uh, Josh doing it in what CrossFit games, that was like maybe three I, years ago. It was 15 or 16, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And they did it as one of the fittest or they was part of that. But watching him do yeah, it. It's very impressive. It was uh it's People awesome. were dropping like flies. That Even the best athletes were dying on that one. Yeah. And so that's a, always a, he fires me up anyway. So Yeah, he's pretty good. So uh, you can check that out. And uh, let us know. Shoot us an email at podcast at kcicrossfit.com. Let us know that you're doing it. Let Nick know. And uh, look forward to hearing from you. All right. Take care. Sounds good.